begin your work week, folks. A Monday on the hot, or you begin your work, your week period, people, on a Monday right here on In My Own Words, the podcast with yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Hottest show in the streets here covering Crimson Tide football, getting to the conversation, dialogue, debate, discussion. And as always, the show much more than just myself here. I got my man John Ivory. Call him JP, but the man John Ivory making sure we are on the up and up every time we do this show as the month of March continuing to move. We're bringing this to you via YouTube and coming to you from Tuscaloosa. And as always, people, people, we encourage you to drop a thumbs up, give a like on the show, and hit the subscribe button. That lets us know at TDA to continue you pumping you out supplying you bringing you the best news notes coverage and content on your favorite football program that being the alabama crimson tie and it is also because of you the passionate crimson tie fan that we are over 8,000, that's correct, over 8,000 subscribers strong on YouTube. So definitely want to encourage you to continue helping us grow the network channel and the brand. But big time slate of topics to get to on this evening after we dive into an update. We'll jump into, realistically, can Alabama have offensive balance? Can it achieve offensive balance? We'll touch on that first and foremost from there. My good friend, Coach Smith, joins the show to break down the five Alabama players, the five most important Alabama players going into the upcoming season here in the fall. That and your phone calls, tweets, text messages, thoughts, questions, and concerns on today's show here. But first and foremost, little update. Still doing the March Madness bracket for Touchdown Alabama Magazine, touchdownalabama.com, when you discuss the favorite restaurants and or bars in Tuscaloosa to come down and enjoy during football season. And right now, we have made it to the Elite Eight, folks. Well, not the Elite Eight. We've made it to the Final Four, ladies and gentlemen. We've made it down to the Final Four. And the four venues that have gotten into this situation, we've got Dreamland Barbecue and Galettes of Tuscaloosa in one bracket. The other bracket, we're down to City Cafe. How about that? And Ramajamas right behind Bryant-Denny Stadium. So, City Cafe, Ramajamas representing the other bracket. So right now, Final Four, voting will go up until Wednesday at 2.03 p.m. Central Time. So the link is right now in the description. Go right now, touchdownalabama.com, Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Get your vote on as we have entered the Final Four of the March Madness bracket in determining the best restaurants and or bars in the city. So continue to see your teams march on as I'm very much so looking forward to seeing who takes home the championship in terms of the favorite venue in the city. So Touchdown Alabama Magazine, TouchdownAlabama.com. Get your vote on as we are in the Final Four. But we get into the first topic of conversation here on this evening. And before I dive into this, I thoroughly appreciate you, the Crimson Tide fan base. And we are right now at a very critical time, a very trying time with this coronavirus pandemic to where jobs are shut down. People have been laid off of jobs. Uh, with school being canceled, you guys have been wrestling with the children every day, hoping and praying at some point will the schoolhouse reopen because these babies, I love my babies, but they're about to drive me up the wall. So a lot of you dealing with uh, the children, it seems like every single time the stores restock pile up, people are rushing back in the stores claiming anything and everything off the shelves or my collegiate people out there, college students, you guys are trying to get stuff done online. And in particular, for you seniors in college, you are hoping and praying that at some point you're going to be able to have that opportunity to graduate and walk that stage. And then most importantly, or one of the other reasons with sports down in a limbo, suspended as of right now. You're trying to find different ways to get your entertainment. Uh, my baby sister for 
a couple of days now has been addicted to TikTok. She's tried to get me into doing some TikTok videos. Me personally, yours truly, I'm not much of a dancer. I try, but not much of a dancer. So you try to find ways to get your form of entertainment. My form of quarantine at this point has been, you know, blowing off my old PlayStation 2 and trying to get myself re- uh, re-ingrained into NCAA or Madden or 2K in terms of basketball, MLB to show, just anything I can get my hands on. But regardless of the time that we're in, you guys, the Alabama fan base, continue to uh, provide feedback on thoughts, suggestions, questions I may have for you when it comes to social media. And I definitely appreciate that. And uh, over the weekend, I proposed this thought, and, and the thought was, uh, should we have the return of football, which we are very hopeful, prayerful, high faith that we will get the return of football in the fall, what are you the most, what are you, or what has you the most excited? What would have you as a Crimson Tide fan the most excited for the upcoming football season. And we got about, or I got about 20 different responses. And though I appreciate all 20, loved all 20, one stuck out to me in particular as we're seeing the tweet come up on screen right now. And the one that stuck out in particular was something that went, you know, I want to see Alabama go back to having that power run game, right? Having that rushing attack, leaning on the offensive line, and then having that dominant defense, the pass-happy offense that has been in the last two years is not what the Alabama legacy or the Alabama dominance or the Alabama run of championships, the pass-happy offense has not been what Alabama's been based on. And just looking at that tweet, looking at that comment there, it brings up a very interesting conversation. The conversation is, realistically, can Alabama achieve offensive balance realistically? Because you have half the fan base, despite you know fans having more concern with defense than offense, you have a lot of people asking the question of what will Alabama look like offensively this upcoming season, especially with Tua Tagovailoa gone. Does Alabama go back to the more so ball control style? Do we lean on the run game? Do we lean on the offensive line? Does it, you know, impose its will and wear down the opposing team's defensive front? Does it go back to having the quarterback where he's managing the game, where there's not a lot that will be required or asked of him to do. He just manages the game. And then defensively, we have this soul-crushing, soul-snatching defense. Or do we build back or do we continue to build off what has been done in the passing game for the last two seasons? So there's kind of these two conflicting ideas here. And uh, can Alabama achieve uh, – the offensive balance. You have a lot of fans that feel like we got to go back to the ground and pound. The ground and pound is what made Alabama what it is. The strong, soul-crushing defense is what made Alabama what it is. Having the game-managing quarterbacks is what made the Crimson Tide special, so got to get back to that. But you have the other half of the fan base that goes, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on here now. I love the ground and pound, yes. I love the soul-crushing defense, yes. But at the same time, the game is different. The game has changed. You know, that's back then. Football has become a space game now. Football has become a perimeter game now. Football has become a spread offense attack now. Football has become a situation where you have to force defenses to guard every inch, every length, every width, every breadth, every part of that field. You have to force the defenses to really fear what you're doing offensively. So I like what we're doing in the passing game. I like what Alabama's doing in spreading the football out. I like what Alabama's doing in getting the chunk plays down the field. So let's not ultimately remove ourselves from what, has been done the last two years because you have some Alabama fans that actually like the pass-happy offense. And it, it kind of, I look at this here for, for just a moment, and uh, 
it kind of goes back to that iconic film, you know, the movie Radio. It kind of goes back to that iconic uh, part of that film where Coach Jones kind of looks at Radio and asks him, do you want the peach cobbler or do, I, you, do, or do you want the pie? And Radio is smacking his mouth going, well, Coach, I, I want both. I want both, Coach. He, he distinctly wants both. And for Alabama fans, it's the distinction of can we have both? Can we have the soul-crushing defense with some ground and pound, but can we also have an entertaining high-flying pass and attack of an offense where we can score at any given moment, at any given time, that we want to be able to you know, score the football? Can we have both? Can we possess both? Can we generate both? And just reflecting back on what I mentioned, how the game is changing, in the, in the NBA – in years past, mid-range game was the hot topic. You had point guards driving to the basket. You had shooting guards taking you know, mid-range shots. You had small forwards posting up on the low block. You had power forwards and centers that were getting rebounds, getting dunks, getting easy putbacks, but were also working on that 12 to 16-foot jump shot, right? Nowadays in the NBA, it's three-point shooting. You're having small ball. You're having these small lineups where you've got to space the floor. These defenders have to close out to every shooter because if you don't close out, you're risking that three-point shot popped on you every single time. People have fallen in love with a three-point game and the floor spacing. In Major League Baseball, in years past, it was a tactical game. It was strategizing. You had t- you had hit and run counts. You had situations where you can send a guy to steal a base. You had moments where I can switch out this pitcher for that patch for that pitcher. It was kind of a chess game in terms of MLB. Now it's become everybody wants to hit home runs. Everybody wants to get the ball out of the ballpark. Why? Because of the analytics, and everybody wants to get new and bigger contracts. Even in the NFL game now, you have more of these coaches, more of these teams adapting to college concepts because you want to see more of these quarterbacks become successful. People got tired of, if I got 20 quarterbacks in the draft, I'm tired of seeing 10 hit and 10 not hit. Can I get a situation where I get more of my quarterbacks to be successful? I get more of my quarterbacks to hit. I get more of my quarterbacks to uh, be franchise guys. And the way that these GMs, these coaches, these scouts have done this is embracing more of the college game, embracing more of the, of the spread offense game, taking more of these collegiate tendencies and trying to formulate a way to where these quarterbacks can become better. So in terms of Alabama's offense, realistically, can this team, can this program achieve a uh, offensive balance can it achieve balance to where you have a 1,000 yard year for Menage Harris or an 800 to 1,000 yard year from Trey Sanders or Brian Robinson and have more backs you know pitch in and do work also can you have a situation where along with that you get a 1,000 yard receiver in Devonta Smith 1,000 yard receiver in Jalen Waddle and other guys sort of pitch in and can you have a three to four thousand yard passing season from a Mac Jones quarterback. Go back to the 2019 season with LSU. They achieved this crazy, weird offensive balance. We hate to think of it that way, but they did achieve it. 2019, Joe Burrow, a 5,000-yard passer. You had a 1,000-yard back in Clyde Edwards-Alaire. You had two 1,000-yard receivers in Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson with guys like Terrace Marshall, who had 13 touchdowns last season. Thaddeus Moss had tied in with over 5,500 yards receiving and four touchdowns. So the question is, Can Alabama realistically obtain or achieve the offensive balance? Just a question there for you, the fans. But we're going to go to our first break here on In My Own Words, the podcast. Don't touch that dial. Just getting your chest warm on a Monday. Upon our return, we get into your phone calls, thoughts, tweets, text messages, and concerns after this.
fan deserves the proper representation. Wit Will Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care in support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WitWillSports.com and get your title towel today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to Touchdown Alabama. Alabama.com today and roll tide. We're back inside the action folks on the hottest show on the streets, best form of Crimson Tide football news, notes, and information that being in my own words, the podcast, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Be sure, people, to drop that thumbs up, give a like on the show, and hit that subscribe button on YouTube. What does that do? Well, that lets us know at TDA to continue bringing you the best in news, notes, and content on your favorite program, that being the Crimson Tide. But it is your time, Alabama fans, 205-448-1358. The number to call in and let your voice be heard, 205-448-1358. You can also text with that number, leave a voicemail with that number. If Twitter is your thing, you can tweet the show directly at In My Own Words TDA. That's at In My Own Words TDA. You can also tweet me directly at Coaching M. Smith with the number once again. 205-448-1358. But as the as you guys are getting your thoughts together here, we're gonna check out this chat line right now. You guys have been blowing us up so far in the chat line. But before we dive into that, we actually do have a call in queue, and it's my man Waylon. Waylon, you're live on a Monday, man. What's going on? Stephen M., it's good to hear from you. Thank God for TDA Magazine. You and Justin and John Ivory make the week go by in these troubled times. How are y'all doing this Monday evening down there, Stephen? We're doing well, Wayland, and we appreciate the love coming from you. We we do our best here, man. We try. Oh, y'all do a great job. There's no doubt about it. Top-notch, top-notch. Yeah, I think we're going to get back to the uh, – to the balance of uh, the offensive of uh, the offenses we used to have in the past. We've sort of got away from that. Uh, the coaches has got away from what we used to do traditionally. Of course, college football has moved in a different direction. Uh, score quick, uh, snap quick, you know, but uh, it's still hard to beat the old-fashioned way, and that's just run it right down your throat, Stephen. What do you think? I like the ground and pound, man. I really do. And Alabama's got the running backs to get that done. It's just you have a lot of the fan base that feels like with so much change coming on the offensive side of the football, and especially with what Tua was able to provide during his time here with the program, uh, do you go away? Do, do, do you take a little bit away from that? I guess what I'm trying to say is fans want the ground and pound, but at the same time, you got some fans that want the idea of Alabama can still score whenever it wants to. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we'll do that. That'll happen. Max showed you that in the Auburn game. He absolutely. Showed you that in the, he showed you that in the Michigan game. He can throw the big bomb right down there to Judy right off the bat. So, so you know, what else is needs to be shown? We can throw and run. So when you got both of them, you've got a lethal, lethal potent offense is the way I look at it. You do. And I kind of go back to last season, Wayne, and this is kind of funny here. As much as Nick Saban loves to score the football, and he does, I could just feel the nervousness and the frustration on Saban's face where the defense would finally get a three and out. It would get off the field. 
trying to get some rest. The offense would come on the field, and Nick would kind of look at Tua as if to say, okay, Tua, give me a 10-11 play drive. Let's take some clock. If we can get the touchdown, great. If we can get the field goal, great. But the purpose here, Tua, just take some clock. And Tua goes out there, and he sees Judy or Ruggs on the slant route. They catch the ball, break a tackle on the first play, go 95 yards to the house. And Nick Saban, he can't get mad, but he's like, oh, God, this is not what I wanted, Tua. Exactly, exactly. Sort of have to go back to the old days of ball conservativeness. And when A.J. was there, you know, take the bomb when we can get it, but uh, ground and pound and take the points when we get down there. But we was discussing – Friday evening, once again, about Mr. Pete Golden. I'll make this real quick because I know we got a lot of people on the show. Uh, you know, we get up here and we talk about our coaches and, and, and give our opinions and sometimes criticize, but uh, my goodness, I couldn't tote the water on the field. So I, I, I can't walk in those guys' shoes, but we just want to say we love all our coaches in Alabama and hope that they have the uh, most success that they can have this year. And we'll end our little conversation. We're going to change it up just a little bit with our three hearty chuckles and see how this one goes here. Any, many, mighty mode. Does Pete Golding go down the toilet bowl? If he stumbles or takes a big tumble, Charlie Strong will be close by to pull the chain and wave bye-bye. See y'all Wednesday night, Stephen. Y'all stay safe, stay clean, and do that TikTok with your sister. I'll give a five to see it. Later, man. Appreciate that, Wag. And I, I will try to do the TikTok with Rachel, but I'm not the dancer, man. I am simply not the dancer. We got another caller in the queue on a Monday. You're, you're live on In My Own Words. What's going on? Not much, not much. I'm just really glad to be on the show and talk with you about the Alabama defense, man. Really uh, concerned about our defensive backfield. Uh, last year was was pretty rough uh, in our passing defense. So, just wanted to get your thoughts more about how how you think we're going to improve uh, in the defensive backfield. Well, the, the one area where I, where I see we improve, where I see Alabama improve in the defensive backfield is number one, getting back to fundamental tackling, uh, wrapping up and tackling guys. We saw a lot of last year. Guys trying to poke the ball out, guys trying to create turnovers. And that's a good thing to create turnovers, but at the end of the day, Coach Saban just wants you to wrap up and make the tackles. So getting back to tackling. And then number two, I think this team improves on understanding you know what to do when you look at defending a wide receiver, taking away the angle and play the ball. Don't panic, just play the ball. We get back to tackling, and we get back to when the ball is in the air, don't panic, do what you've been taught. All right. So do you think as far as with tackling, do you th- do you, have you noticed a, a lot of the problem being a lot of guys are trying to tackle with their shoulders instead of leading with their hands and, uh, you know, squaring up with guys? A lot of times it seems like Bama has lost that that fundamental with with tackling. Uh, it's been more of I want to hard hit everybody. Uh, and a lot of the times we end up not tackling. Like in the LSU game this past season, uh, Edwards, uh, the other running back, forget his name, but a lot of the tackles that he broke were up high or just, and I mean, a guy that, that with low center of gravity, you know, that guy, it, it should have been, you know, more squaring up and wrapping up with him, but they're trying to hard hit him, you know. So do you think they're going to get back to fundamental tackling? Absolutely, and that's the reason why you've got Sal Sanceri back in here. And that's the reason why Nick Saban is more so adamant about getting getting back to that. And a lot of times, especially last year, players wanted to make big plays. And when you want to make big plays so badly, sometimes you forget just make the sound play, just make the right play. I want to go for the pick or I want to go for the fumble to where you forget, just make the tackle, just bat the ball down. I understand you want to get your name in the stat sheet, but part of being a champion in a team sport is just doing your job, just doing the fundamental play, which is, hey, make the tackle. Hey, uh, just knock the ball down. Don't try to be the superhero. Right. 
So I'm I'm hope I'm excited to see what Bama's defense. Hopefully we do have a football season this year. Uh I do I am excited to see the impact that Charlie Strong will have. You know, him coming from his Florida days and now being at Alabama, I'm excited to see what he he'll do for our defense. Well, Coach Strong is a guy that's going he came in as an analyst. Will he remain as just an analyst for Alabama remains to be seen. But one thing uh, I have been told by a lot of people is he's got that father figure mentality. So he's going to come in. He's going to you know put the pieces together from behind the scenes to make this defense back to where it once was. And he's going to be that father figure to these players. But appreciate the call, man. We're going to go to our – we're going to go to – the next break, we're going to go to the next call in the queue. We asked another call in the queue. You are live on In My Own Words. What's on your mind? Hey, what's going on, Steven? How you doing, man? What's man, I cannot complain here, man. It's Monday, just trying to get through and uh, praying that this coronavirus dies off at some point. Oh, yeah, man. Definitely for the season. Season starts, but I think, you know, the warm months get here, hopefully. You know that helps, but I'm trying to see. Question. I'm trying to see which TikTok dance should I do with my sister because she's been on me about this. I'm not the dancer, <laughs> but she's been really pushing this TikTok on me. Man, yeah, I've, I've been seeing a lot of those TikTok, you know, things everywhere, man. TikTok, all the different ones. But um, I got a question for you. Um, <laughs> um, so do you think that um? Georgia is is by far going to be the toughest chance for Alabama this year, or you think it's LSU um, or someone else? I mean, I know those are kind of the two. When I mean, you look at the schedule, just based off of names, you know, those, those are two that stick out. But do you think it's, um, it's going to be one of those two teams, or you think there's another team that can be more difficult um, this year? And, um, you know, what, how do you assess our chances this year of, going undefeated or do you think you know we'll slip up in one game and maybe still make the playoff or or um you know make it to the SEC championship game okay so toughest part of the schedule for Alabama toughest team between at between Georgia and LSU I would say I would say Georgia just based off the magnitude of the game I know LSU is typically that game to where it's a championship on the line. It's championship atmosphere. But because of what's at stake, uh, the names on the field, the coaches on the field, give me Georgia as the toughest test uh, for Alabama this season. Do I see Alabama losing a game this year? That's a tough one. I don't see them losing a game this year. I see Alabama going undefeated, but it depends on uh, – how it fares week three against Georgia. If it fares well week three against Georgia, definitely I see it run the table because LSU's lost too much. I don't think LSU can recover from losing Dave Aranda, Joe Brady, and 17 players to the NFL draft. That's going to be very, very hard on Coach O. And uh, with guys like Dylan Moses, who's from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, that heard the cuss words in the locker room, Alabama's coming down with vengeance in terms of Baton Rouge against the Tigers. So I, I, if, if Alabama goes up against Georgia and lays down the law and establishes that law, I see Alabama going undefeated and making it to uh, the college football playoff. But, yes, Georgia would be the toughest test, my man. Definitely, definitely. I, I, um, I guess I'm, I'm most concerned by LSU just because I feel like I think I mean, we're going to be because, both. Yeah, I mean, you're right. It's, like it's, all, it's always that lose. game to where LSU is always that game where tie fans circle and go. If there's ever a game to have fear about, it'll be LSU. So I see your point. Yeah, yeah. And then also the fact that, you know, with Georgia, with, uh, oh, my going on my phone. But with Georgia, even if we, um, you know, lose that game, we still, you know, them being from the East, we can still run the rest of the, we still control our own destiny to make it to the SEC championship game. You know, with, L- with, Georgia, with LSU, you know, unless LSU loses two games before us, or whoever in the West, you know, we, we would have to, you know, we won't control our own destiny with that. But, yeah, I definitely think Georgia's going to be probably a tougher team based on the talent return and everything. We're going to have to see, man, because all eyes will definitely be on Coach O. Can he actually really 
strategize, scheme, and put things together without a Dave Aranda and without a Joe Brady. But one thing we do know is Nick Saban, he mentioned after winning the national championship in 2017 that no, Alabama's not done. Alabama has been in this situation before, 2013 and 2014, without winning the championship, came back in 2015 and got it done. So we shall see if history repeats itself again. But appreciate the call, man. Keep listening to us. Definitely. want delicious homestyle cooking, sushi, and hibachi, check out Otoro Hibachi in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. At home and you can't get away from the TV because the Crimson Tide is about to score? Don't worry. Delivery is also available through Waiter and Crimson To Go. That's Otoro Hibachi in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And make sure you let them know the good folks at Touchdown Alabama sent you. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to touchdown. Alabama.com today and roll tide. We are back into the action, folks, live here on In My Own Worth, the podcast, how to show in the streets here. Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. I was looking at this article. Article came here via TDA. Patrick Dow put the story out here, and it's about how CBS, I guess he's a draft expert, Pete Prisco. Pete Prisco saying that Tua doesn't have the fire in the belly in order to succeed in the NFL. He's a guy that is a draft expert, I guess, for the Miami Dolphins. And, um, of course, he talked about how the um, hip issue, the hip injury with Tua that's now completely healed, he's been uh, able to – He's been approved to go out there, start working out, start throwing the football again. But according to Prisco, he seems to think that, yeah, Tua's team, Tua's party, the people that Tua is in the circle with, they're saying that, you know, his hip is fine. His hip is good to go. There's nothing wrong. We're all ready to put this thing in action here. But on our end, on the Miami Dolphins end, the Dolphins don't know. The Dolphins haven't heard anything. The Dolphins have been given the uh, the green light, the okay to know that Tua's hip is in the prime perfect condition. So he's he's looking at this more so of risk than reward in terms of Tua. And he even gave uh, the potential draft grade a C if the Dolphins were to go out there and take Tua Tagovailoa with the fifth overall pick. Well, here's my thought here to one Pete Prisco of CBS. Tua Tagovailoa is somebody that is very adaptable. He can make it work in any type of a situation. Joe Burrow had to have everything right for him to have success. Everything had to be right. Burrow had to have the right passing game coordinator, enter Joe Brady. He had to have the right group of receivers, the right running back, the right tight end, the right everything. Because prior to Joe Brady, what was Joe Burrow for real? All right, he was a sixth-round quarterback prior to Joe Brady because in 2018, he had the same touchdown-to-interception ratio as A.J. McCarron from A.J. McCarron's redshirt sophomore year at Alabama, that being 2011, of 16 touchdowns to five picks. Sixth-round draft pick is Joe Burrow without Joe Brady. He had to have the right and perfect situation and everything had to be peaches and cream like the R&B song. Unlike... Tua Tagovailoa, who had who went through three different offensive coordinators. He said, "You know what? You give me uh, Brian da- Brian Dable, 2017, my freshman year. That's fine. I'll come off the bench, win a national championship. You give me the combination of Mike Loxley with Josh Gaddis with 
Dan Eno sprinkled in as quarterback coach in 2018. That's all gravy. I'll throw for 3,966 passing yards, 43 touchdowns, and be an All-American and a runner-up to the Heisman Trophy and win a host of individual accolades. That's fine. And then, of course, this past season, Tua had Steve Sarkeesian as the offensive coordinator, and if not for a hip injury, he definitely would have won the Heisman Trophy in 2019, seeing how he had 33 touchdowns to just three picks. So to one Pete Prisco of CBS, I rebuttal with this. Tua has shown he's adaptable. He can make it work in any type of a situation. He is a transcendent talent at the quarterback position. And on top of all of this, he has worked with the best medical staff. And if Dr. Kane, if Dr. Uh, Dr. Niall Kane, if Dr. James Andrews, and this entire Alabama staff has said Tua is making this full recovery and he's going to be set to go, any NFL team in that top 10 is going to pull the trigger and say, I'm taking Tua Tagovailoa every day of the week because I've seen him eat up SEC defenses through a three-year span. But 205-448-1358, folks, and I'm going to call in to be on, in my own words, the podcast, 205-448-1358. You can also text with that number, leave a voicemail with that number. Also, if Twitter is your thing, you can tweet the show directly at in my own words, TDA. That's at in my own words, TDA. You can tweet me directly at Coaching M. Smith on Twitter. That's at Coaching M. Smith. But the number again, 205-448-1358. Just wanted to kind of give my thoughts here on this article from Pete Prisco. Just do not I completely believe that Tua's got the fire in the belly to get this thing done in the NFL. But we're going to go to our next break here. When we get back, dive into more Crimson Tide football conversation right after this. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to touchdown Alabama.com today and roll tide. Back inside this action, ladies and gentlemen, in my own words, the podcast, hottest show of the streets, best form of Crimson Tide football news, notes, and information here with yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And just continuing this thought on, you know, CBS's Pete Prisco thinking that to, uh, no fire in the belly to succeed in the NFL. And uh, this just kind of burns me out because um, this is somebody that is the ultimate competitor. This is somebody who plays through pain. So he definitely has the fire in the belly if he's willing to play through pain, which he has done uh, or which he did throughout his entire career in Alabama. We're looking at someone and we're discussing someone of whom uh, all-time leader – in Alabama history for passing touchdowns with 87. All-time leader in Alabama history in total touchdowns with 96. 7,442 passing yards, over 7,000 yards offensively for his entire career. This is somebody that changed the game when you look at Alabama football. This is somebody who changed the game in terms of how you think about the Crimson Tide, how you perceive about the Crimson Tide, how you feel about the Crimson Tide, everybody loves Tua. If you sit there and think of a way to not love Tua, then people consider you as a monster. So he completely changed the entire gamut of not just Alabama football, but college football. And, and, and then, uh, I mean, uh, here's the gist here, people. I understand. I understand the whole risk thing of you drafting him, thinking that, okay, you know, what if the hip doesn't work out? Or what if he takes that big hit and it's a career-ending big hit? So while I can see where Pete Prisco is coming from, at the same time, I also see you put or you draft Tua 
in the right situation. You draft Tua or a team drafts Tua where it has a strong offensive line, veteran offensive line, proven offensive line, and a team that's got the pieces around him at running back, at wide receiver, at tight end, and most importantly, you have the offensive coordinator that can work with Tua, that can collaborate with Tua, and most importantly, can put him in situations to be effective, to be in attack mode. There is no doubt in my mind that you take two. I, 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 I'm not drafting Joe Burrow over two or just off of one good year. I'm sorry. I'm just not doing it. But we're going to go to a call here in the queue. You're live on In My Own Words, the podcast on a Monday. Try to not get myself worked up, but what's on your mind tonight? Hey, Stephen, how are you? Man, I'm doing well, man. I'm just looking at this, this article from Pete Prisco that says two uh, – Apparently doesn't have the fire to succeed in the NFL. I don't get where Peter, where Pete Prisco's getting this information from, but it is what it is. Yeah, Stephen, I, I feel your uh, your animosity, and that's really why I even called in. I wasn't really going to say anything. I was actually just going to just listen to that, um, but kind of got me a little fired up myself. Um, I don't I don't know who Pete. Um, I'm gonna call him Prisco because. You know, he sounds like a, like a clown, so we're going to call him Frisco, not even going to call him Frisco. Um, but I've, I've been watching Alabama football for, I don't know, the last 16, 17 years of my life. And, and you know, I've seen a lot of the quarterbacks, you know, the quarterbacks that came towards the end of the Stallings there and, um, you know, when uh, Shula was there. And, and um, you know, Tua just had some real mis- misfortunes that kind of happened to him. And if anyone would have wanted to to kind of lay down and, and just, you know, give up, it would have been him considering all the, the issues that he dealt with, you know, with the injuries, you know, last year and then what happened this past season, unfortunately, that, you know, cut his season short. Um, but I don't really know where this guy's getting his information from. Like I said, I don't even know who he is. But I mean, you know, nobody don't, don't knows who he is. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, don't come for two is is kind of what what I'm kind of getting at. Um, it's just not it's not fair, you know. It's really not fair to the young man. Um, he's doing everything right. He's doing everything that Nick Saban has asked of him. All his teammates have asked of him, and he's just trying to do what he can to you know advance his family, you know, and 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 do his dream and live his dream of being an NFL quarterback and. And one thing that I don't appreciate from any of these guys when they're you know, um, uh, evaluating players is when you try to, um, you know, talk about the character of, of a guy. Um, you know, if you don't know him, if he's not getting his information from, you know, Nick Saban himself or, you know, somebody who's been around the kid for, you know, months and, and, and years, and, and they're telling this guy, these guys that, hey, I don't really think – that this Tua kid is really, you know, in love with the game of football or he just has the pedigree to one. I mean, if you're, if you're hearing stuff like that, then that's one thing. But if you're just going off of what you think and you're being you know, really just, um, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Assuming basically. information out. Uh, that that's just not fair. It's not fair to two. It's not fair to his family because he comes from a really good family. I don't really know him like that, you know. But I see him. You know, they 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 talk about God a lot. You know, he always gives thanks to God. You know, and you know me as as a conservative. You know, I I, I, I appreciate you know any time we can you know we can you know put that out there. But uh, not to get religious or anything. I'm just saying. You know, to not to talk about a kid and not just keep it with football. You want to talk about the fact that he, you know, struggles in the big games or he's injury prone. And you keep it out there. I mean, just just talk about it there, but don't go talk about the man and his character. It's just not fair. It's not fair to him. It's not fair to his family. It's not fair to his coaches. Not fair to his teammates. All right. So you know, like I said, I don't know who the guy is. You know, I appreciate y'all for putting it out there, but. Um, I just wanted to, you know, give my thoughts on that because, you know, I was, you know, sitting here talking to my wife about it when, when you brought it up, and and uh, you know, I just had to get it off my chest before I said something, and you know, kind of, you know, took it out on her. So um, I didn't mean to, to to go off on a little rant there, but I just wanted to get my thoughts out and uh, appreciate, you know, you continuing to give us the, the information and everything. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to throw my thoughts out there, Stephen. 
Appreciate the call, man. Appreciate the call. Tua don't have the fire in the belly. What type of baloney is this, man? Tua got the fire in the belly. Tua, I I'm serious. J JP, if you're listening to me, JP, write this down in the notebook. Tua Tagovailoa, by year five, no, scratch that. By year four in the NFL, Tua's going to have a Super Bowl. Write that down right now, JP. By year four in the NFL, Tua will have a Super Bowl. And we can go back four years into the future. We, we can go back and look at this and be like, well, Steven hit on it. Or maybe Steven missed on it. But four years from now, Tua will have a Super Bowl because I believe that this young man is Russell Wilson, is Drew Brees, is Steve Young incarnated in all in, in one human being there. But we're going to go to another break here on the show. Upon our return, folks, we dive into more of your tweets, text, phone calls, thoughts, questions, and concerns right after this. Every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Whitwill Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care. In support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WhitwillSports.com and get your title towel today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to touchdown Alabama.com today and roll tide. We live it up, folks. Live it up here on a Monday. Hottest show on the streets in my own words, the podcast. Yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. It's your time. Crimson Tide fans, 205-448-1358. The number to call in to voice your opinion with yours truly, 205-448-1358. You can also text with that number, leave a voicemail with that number. You can tweet the show directly at In My Own Words TDA. That's at In My Own Words TDA. You can tweet me directly at Coaching M. Smith. But we're going to actually jump into some of these YouTube chat line comments right now. And we will start this off with Willie351, who writes in, you and JP need to do a TikTok. No, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't. Look, I can two-step a little bit. I don't know what John's capable of. I can two-step a little bit. You know what? Put a pin in that Willie351. We'll come back to that. Tanya Dietrich writes in. Okay, we got Tanya. Najee stayed because he knows that he's going to run. Najee Harris coming back, shot some folks, but surprised some people, made some people happy because you know what you're getting with Najee. You're getting the stiff arm. You're getting the hurdle. You're getting the power. And then with the guys behind him and the offensive line Alabama can potentially have this upcoming season it's going to be very, very exciting to watch these backs run the football. Led off by Najee Harris. We appreciate Tanya writing that in. William Bryant writes in, I like scoring every time our offense is on the field. That's what a lot of Tide fans like, William. That's what they like. I mean, th th this, is, this is what's so conflicting about all of this is you want the ball control, right? You want to be able to impose your will. You want to be able to deflate and demoralize your opponent, but at the same time, you want to score. And, uh, I mean, if you score on the first play of a drive, uh, is that a bad thing when, uh, you know, uh, your defense may not be as good as you would like it to be? Now, hopefully this upcoming season, the defense makes that big improvement that Tide fans, you guys, and I myself would like for it to make, but, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's really a catch-22. Do you want more ball control or do you want just to have that offense that's a threat every time it's on the field? Nick Saban Jr. writes in, I think we will have the offensive line to run the ball more and wear down defense and wear defensive out, wear defenses out like we used to. 
Nick Saban Jr., uh, Coach Saban wants to get back to that ball control. He's mentioned it. He has talked about it a number of different times. Uh, Willie351 continues with offense should go back to how it was when we were winning championships. Saban not a quick type score a quick score type of guy got away from what his style is. Nick Saban's style is anytime we can end or Alabama can end on a field goal, punt, extra point, then the team is in business. But continue to hit us up there on the chat line as we take another break here on the show. When we come back, we get into the five most important players for Alabama coming up this season. We'll touch it up after this. you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to touchdown Alabama.com today and roll tide. All right, people, in my own words, the podcast, hottest show on the streets, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, rocking and rolling here with you. And um, we are getting to. The five most important players, five most important players for Alabama this season. And um, although I would like to do this, and you guys would like me to do this, I brought a professional in to help us really break this down. I'm about to go get Coach Smith and bring him in right now. All right, folks, I'm happy to be here. Coach Smith, uh, proud of Steven to give me the opportunity to come on here and do this. You know, I enjoy football, enjoy coaching my high school kids, but five most important players that I see for Alabama this season, number five. I'm talking about number five. Bring us on down to number five. And we got him right now, and it's we got him Patrick Sertan the second, defensive back, junior. He's entering his third year. You know, Patty Sertan is somebody that I have a lot of respect for. This is a guy at 6'2", 203 pounds. He's got size. He's got athleticism. Uh, the main thing I want to see from Patty Sertan this season is just being able to trust his instincts. There are times where I think he kind of panics a little bit. He knows what he's supposed to do. He knows what his skill set is. Coach Saban, I have a lot of respect for Coach Nick. He teaches those guys well out there every single day. So if you know what you're supposed to do, act like you know what you're supposed to do. Go out there and make the plays. And I feel like with this being the money year for Patty Sertan, Patrick Sertan's going to step up in this money year and make this thing happen in that secondary because of the experience that he has. But that's number five. We're going to go with Patrick Sertan the second. At number four, at number four, Marty. Marty, I told you, we're running jet swipe one. We're not running flanker. We're going jet swipe one on the play. You won. You won the play. My bad, folks. We're going on down here to number four. We pick up Christian Barmore, the defensive lineman, coming into his red shirt sophomore year. Now, I understand a lot of you feel like he was kind of wrong last year, not much of a refined talent. But as a coach, one of the things we love, Two of the things we love. We love guys that want to compete. 
And we love guys that give the effort out there on the field. They love to be on the field. They want to make plays. They want to be impact guys. They want to be dogs in the trenches. And that's the type of energy that you can't coach that type of energy. You either a dog or you ain't a dog. You either going to have that energy or you just ain't got the energy, Pimp Juice. And when you look at Christian Barmore, Christian Barmore's got that nasty, raw dog energy that me as a coach, hey, baby, I love it. This is a young man that had 26 tackles last year, six tackles for loss, two and a half sacks, five quarterback hurries, just having that quarterback pick that dirt out of his own out of his own helmet from time to time. So I love what he does, love the energy that he brings, love the passion that he brings. So number four, most important player, give me B more out of Philly. I got a cousin that stay in Philly. So give me Christian Barmore. At number four, as we move it on down here to number three, Petey, Petey, come over here, Petey, Petey, I told you, when you wrap up and tackle, you got to bring your arms, Petey, bring your arms, go into the play, Petey, bring your arms, which is, uh, ignite into the play, sorry folks, you know, I, I love my job here as a head of high school football coach, but number three, we go down to my man, Devontae Smith, Smitty, in his junior year out of Louisiana. And uh, Smitty, to me, has always kind of been an underrated guy. You know, I got a chance to speak with Coach Saban a couple of days ago. He had his coaching clinic, and he was just talking about, to me, you know, how Devontae Smith is a dog, how Devontae Smith is a, is a big-time animal, is a big-time prospect, a big-time playmaker. And he had over 1,000 yards last year. And even though Jalen Waddle is a monster, is a dude, is a – Absolute, you know, electrifying player. Give me in this year Smitty's ability to run the routes, to make the catches in traffic, to stretch the ball deep down the field, or to stretch the field deep with his long strides. Love Devontae Smith. He gonna be at number three. Now we go down to number two. We got Mac Jones, Mac 10, the red shirt junior out of Jacksonville, Florida, at the quarterback position right here. Playing quarterback, you got to be a man. Playing quarterback, you got to be a leader. When you speak, everybody answers. When not everybody answers, everybody listens. When you speak, everybody sets up an attention. And when I look at Mac Jones last year, this young man snapped on the field. Over 1,000 passing yards, 1,500 passing yards, 14 touchdowns, three picks. You want a three-piece with a happy meal and a drink on the side? He did that for you against Auburn. He did that for you against Michigan. Put up the 40 points against, uh, against Auburn. Put up the 40 points against Arkansas. Had darn near 40 points against Michigan as a coach. Give me a quarterback that's an absolute leader on the field and ain't afraid to go back and forth with me on the sideline. Mac Jones, number two. And at number one, I love this position right there. Hold on, folks. Jackson, I told you we going in the B gap. You hit off the B gap, Jackson. You in the C gap for the third time. Get out of the C gap, Jackson. Hit the B gap like we told you. Hey, Coach Ryan, get Jackson. Put, put him in the, in the B gap where he's supposed to be at. Folks, at number one, at number one, give me Dylan the captain, Moses. Dylan Moses, an inside linebacker. Alabama truly missed him last season because when he's on the field, he's got the communication, he's got the productivity, he's got the leadership, he's got it all. And when he's on the field, this defense feels like it can be a dynamic group, it can be a special group, it can lock in and be on one solid key. So at number one, Give me Dylan Moses. So if I run through these five again, five, Patrick Sertain, four, Christian Barmore, three, Devontae Smith, two, Mac Jones, and one, Dylan Moses. But that's just yours truly. Not yours. This is me, Coach Smith. I appreciate Stephen M. for having me on today. And uh, we're going to go to our uh, next break. When we get back, uh, Stephen M. is going to put a pretty bow on this thing and wrap it up because he know I ain't no host. Man, we're we going to go to break.
Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to Touchdown Alabama. Alabama.com today and roll tide. As always, ladies and gentlemen, as we're back to wrap this thing up here, if you want the best in news, notes, and information, content on your favorite program, the Alabama Crimson Tide, Crimson Tide Football, you can get this by downloading the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. And it's very simple to do, very easy to do. You can do this, folks, by going to your iPhone app store. If you're rocking Team Apple, Google Play Store, if you just so happen to have the Android phone. Now, for the podcast option, if your audio listening pleasures just so happen to be uh, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Overcast.fm, TuneIn Radio, or iHeartRadio, we have you covered. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit people, I will return on Wednesday, continuing the hottest show of the streets. The best form of conversation when you talk Crips and Tide, that being in my own words, the podcast. But as always, leave you with my final three things, and those being husbands, love your wives, wives, be good to your husbands, children, continue to get those chores done and find any way to keep yourself occupied. Legitimately, find any way to keep yourself occupied. Get your three hearty meals a day, three great laughs a day, protect yourself, protect the people around you, and until next time, folks, this has been In My Own Words. 